Hello, and welcome back to From the Heart Catholic Podcast, the official podcast for the Diocese of Salina. This is Jeff Andrews, Bill Mayer, Father Jared Conradi, and we are the Three Bald Guys. This show is all about evangelization, education, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Three Bald Guys. This is episode 11 of season three. Father Jarrett, could you please lead us in prayer? Would love to. Let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's good to see you guys. And you, Matea. we got the ball guys and Matea in here. It has been a while. (laughs) since since before Christmas, correct? Is that uh, right? I our, thought we did our, one after. Yeah, our didn't episodes we? came out the first week of January. Came out the first ones. week yeah. of January, but I don't think uh, we. I mean, yeah. I mean, the magic of podcasting is these aren't live. <gasps> so when you listen to them, they're not live. But I mean, yeah. So I haven't. I don't think we've all been in here for a while. So I feel like no one's been in this room since then. January so. went like this for me, so I don't know what it feels like for you guys. I feel it like was... it went Christmas, Catholic Schools Week, like just rolled into one. Yeah. thing. So yeah. I about messed up because we had our basketball kids helping out at the uh, Chili Supper. Mm-hmm. And, and Mandy's like, hey, you got that organized? I was like, yeah, I'll get that message to the guys next week. And she's like, that's this weekend. All of a sudden, it was the end of January. And in my mind, it was like the 15th or something. And I still had two weeks to get that all lined up. Did they pull it off? Your basketball they, they, pulled it off. Okay. they did a great job. But it was one of those deals like, where did the last two weeks of January go? Yeah. I, Bill, it's because we're getting older. Like we, the, we are. There's still only 365 days in a year, but when you're past 40, like it's a the ratio of what it is to your life, and so our days just go like. Yeah, you guys are old. You, you're the <laughs> oldest. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I the am. Most, right? Oh yeah, no, I know that. Yeah. But I don't whine about it. Who's been? That's so not true. That is so not <laughs> true. <laughs> Who's been bald the longest? When did you start shaving your head, Father Jerry? Uh, about six or seven years ago. Uh, Bill, what about you? Ooh, I. Depends if you add all the time, because I went for a section, and then I grew hair out back again, and then I shaved it again. So probably total, maybe seven or eight years, but I've been pretty consistent the last... I think I've shaved, like, razor shaved since I was, like, 25, maybe 26. Ooh. Yeah. At one point, I was just like, I'm doing it, so... If you go on the internet, you can still find Father Jarrett with hair pictures. There's a few out there, so... Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you know that? No. Oh, yeah. You but had, I show off my mullet picture from seventh grade. Oh to, oh I just God. showed it to the kids last night at the basketball. So you went from mullet to night train to three bald guys. <laughs> That's pretty much my life. Which yes, which which era? <laughs> which Father Jared era was better? Mullet era, night train era, or now the three bald guys? Better in what way? <laughs> I mean, you, you are living your best life right now, right? In I the mean, present. I had braces and a mullet. Uh, I was sharp. Oh, man. Yeah. If you find that picture, listeners, be sure to drop it in the comments if somebody else can find it. There's, you showed a picture to some of the oh, St. Yeah. John students? They ask about it quite frequently. Oh, man, this is going to be that's awesome. It's got a little bit of hair. That is there's, there's a better one out there. That's so funny. No, oh, that's just a little bit, though. Oh, that's my when gosh. he was like, I should probably shave That's my when hand, I used a one guard. You on look so young before <laughs> razor. You, you know, all your years of wisdom have built up. 
the Bill, hardness what, of your... <laughs> people tell me I still look young, so okay. back off, Bill. Okay. This is what happens with life, Bill. People do look younger 30 years ago, or 20 years ago. Right. I think the shaved head helps to look younger. I agree. And since I started shaving at like 25, like the only thing, like I'm not going to go bald. I'm just going to get fatter. <laughs> so like you will show my age by like how fat I am. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't used to have love handles like that. Now he's just so, I don't know. Yeah. Thinking about doing something with my beard. Maybe mustache only or something. But yeah, get, get the curlies. You do the curlies on that. I'll tell you what. You know who's critical of beards now that they got one? Bishop, Bishop. Binky. <laughs> Father Jared and I were Father Andrew Rockers and Bishop talking, and all some bishops telling me, like, Jeff, you should uh, go with this guard over here. Have you thought about, you know, right here? It's a little too far <laughs> down. I'm like, you get a beard, and now you think you can just be the professional at it? He's <laughs> the beard police. I yeah. love his beard. I think it looks it really good. He looks so wise with it, I think, full of wisdom. Yeah. and huh. He Man. rocks it. Yeah. I do. He does look good with his beard. So, yeah. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get started. Enough banner back and forth. Otherwise, we'll be here till. Yeah, next. we already lost half of yeah. our okay. listeners. <laughs> All right, guys, as always, giver or robber of energy. What is robbing or giving you guys energy? I'm going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to go to Father Jarrett next. Give you time to think because I don't know if you prepped. Like all the prep that I Bill and did, I put into this. I but I didn't write it down, so I kind of forgot already. So. Right. Well, what's given me energy is this Italy pilgrimage. I've kind of I had some dates set and just a few things out there, but now that the planning's getting going and had to make a video to get started, and in the next two weeks, I'll get out to our five Catholic high schools to present to parents in the evening about the trip and looking at the itinerary. I'm just really excited about what's going to be going on. So if you haven't heard, check out uh, our Facebook page, but, just, but our Facebook page, but you will see we are taking the classes of 26 and 27 if they would like to go uh, on a 10-day pilgrimage to Italy. Their parents can attend. We've got a few people from the diocese going with us. Mr. Bill Mayer, this bald guy, is going to be one of our chaperones. Al- if we get him to chaperone, we could almost do a podcast from Italy. There you go. <laughs> we can think about that. Twist my arm. Uh, Wait, when is it? The end of like June of 2025. Think about it. That's different than... That's different that Beloit, than the Beloit St. John okay. students are going on. Yeah. I should totally do that because Father Rockers is going with the students, yeah. which is not fair. And Sweet. So I should get an opportunity to go. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. So you heard it here first. Three bald guys will all be going to Italy. Um, Grant Stevenson, who is a teacher and a football coach at TMP, is going to be going as well. Um, and then we'll see you know, a few others. Father Brian McCaffrey is going. So we're going to Naples, Assisi, Rome. It'll be... It'll be pretty awesome. I'll show the itinerary when you leave today. So, nice. all right, I could I could probably do a whole podcast on that, which, Mateo, we might have to get scheduled sometime. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Father Jarrett, what's giving or robbing you energy? Well, what normally gives it is uh, is now robbing it. I, uh, I typically, I've talked about on the podcast before, just like different things that have given me energy in terms of working out. Um, so that's always been something that I find I'm thriving the best in all aspects of life when I... I'm also exercising, and so I talked about pickleball and CrossFit and stuff like that. Uh, so I did a workout with our seminarian, Luke. We partnered up and did a WAD, which is a workout of the day on Monday. And I don't know, apparently I was trying to show off with heavier weight or something. I don't know. And uh, yeah, I kind of strained my back. Oh. And it's been... <laughs> it's been... 
a horrible week, robbing robbing me of energy. Uh, that is why I don't work out. Yeah, that's what I that's yeah, what Bill said. You don't said. have to worry about it <laughs> if you don't work out. That's what Bill said. I mean, anything. I, I roll my ankle mowing my yard sometimes. Like fall to the ground and then look around and be like, no one saw me fall off that fall in that hole. We like it's yeah, it's embarrassing. We need the footage from your ring. Uh, doorbell of uh, that if we could find this it. is yeah this is absolutely a connection to our banter as <laughs> we're that age the old dudes we're old bill was giving hey we'll change continue, the name we'll continue that on because what's given me energy is our young adult program that's getting fired up in the diocese and uh jake and and a group of people are, are helping with that and to be clear none of us bald guys are can be a part of this none right? of us we're, we're we age. are aged out but matea can be part of it. Did you go to the first one? It was awesome. We had like almost 150 people there and wow. people from all over the diocese, but also from the diocese of Wichita. We had like a lot of people from Wichita come to check it out and see awesome. our events, but it was so much fun. You think you can put like a three bald guys poster up there and be like, hey, uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to some old bid, <laughs> we probably should add want to find out what happens to you in 20 years. Listen to these guys, the three uh, old bald guys, but uh, but that's cool and and uh. So, so that's giving me energy right now to see some of those age groups that maybe aren't as engaged with the campus center anymore or with families and those sort of things. That uh, So, and Bill, did. first one was here in Salina. It was here in Salina. It was a game night at the Sullivan okay. uh, place. Um, and then the next one is in Manhattan, and it's going to be a pitch tournament. In, yeah, and game night. And, and game they're going to do a rosary and stuff. Rosary. And how awesome is that to have a... 120-somethings around the diocese yeah. playing pitch and hanging out instead of sitting at home on Snapchat or whatever they might do. I mean, I think I mean, that's our, yeah. you know. So it's giving me energy. I think it, it can be something that we can continue to build, and, and there's definitely a need for it in our diocese and all dioceses, and so uh, hopefully that continues down the road. So huh, That's cool. pretty awesome. Matea, rate the first one, 1 to 10. What would you give it? I think it's a, it was a solid 10. It was a lot of fun. There was dancing, you know, for people who wanted to dance, and there's a lot of swing dancing going on. There were games for people who weren't, you know, dancers, and we had drinks and snacks and just lots of good conversations. What's, what's so. the game that 20-somethings play? Um, There was a lot of different board games. Um, For some reason, some people were really into this giant puzzle. Somebody brought a puzzle. So that was really fun. Um, there was a big game of, um, what's it called, Code Names going on, if you've ever played Code Names. But lots of card games. So so. I was waiting on something like Candyland, Shoots no. and Ladders. I, I still don't even know cool games. So Yeah. It was fun. A good mix of everything. It was a little good time. So I hope a lot of people come to the next one. I, there is something to be said about people sitting around a table and playing a board game or card games. Like the the human interaction you have, the taking turns, waiting for time, the strategy, I don't know, it's, we need more of it. So. Man, we grew up, that's like all my parents and aunts and uncles, when we would go to my grandparents' house, that's all they did. Like they sat, I feel like they sat down from when we got there to when we left and they were playing cards with each other and just enjoying each other's company and stuff. And the kids, nowadays, I just had this conversation yesterday, I'm not going to break it open, okay? Nowadays, look, listen to you, old uh, man. That, right, <laughs> nowadays, the kids, uh, the tendency is, the kids, um, well, actually, the parents oftentimes revolve around the activities of the kids, whereas generations past, it was the kids, what they, they were doing whatever like the parents were doing, and if they, didn't, if they weren't interested in what the parents were doing, they, they created their own entertainment and creativity and stuff, and it just f- flopped. Uh, so anyway, old, an old fella from the parish <laughs> told me about, said that yesterday. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of truth to that. Dang so. it, as, as I go to Manhattan tomorrow to coach three basketball games, <laughs> you're, you are right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
All right. Well, thanks for sharing, guys. Looking forward to the next uh, young adult night in Manhattan, right? Is it at St. Thomas More? Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on to our billion-dollar question. It's time for the billion-dollar question. Okay. And uh, the billion-dollar question today, it's, it's, it's not like a well-written question, but we want to talk about land. Not, and, like uh, your, not like your normal question. Not like my normal billion-dollar question, but uh, uh, let's talk about Lent. What, uh, first of all, what are we each giving up or doing or something like that, and then just kind of why? And, you know, I had someone ask me the other day, and I thought it was kind of a good question. You know, spring is about new life and joy and all sorts of things, so why is Lent a Debbie Downer in the middle of what could be a really joyful season? And uh, it wasn't a negative thing. It was just like, you know, spring, you start thinking about all these positive, great things, and then church is like, near go back to negative land. So I don't know if you got some thoughts on that. I feel like it's not go back to negative land. It's like, what can you do to be better? Well, and their their continuation was like, you sing songs that are very mellow and very think about death and you talk about death and you think about ashes and instead of yeah. like, you know, burning the palms instead of growing the palms and, and those sort of things. So, yeah, I mean, I think it follows the, the season. I mean, we're still in winter uh, and so it's starting during winter, but as we progress through, you know, ultimately Easter falls right around the technical beginning of spring, maybe a little bit after, but yeah. Beginning I, so, of spring is not actually till what, April 21st or? Uh, like March 21st. I think it's no, March 21st. March 21st, okay. Yeah. So we're like, so we're I mean, right Easter's like there. a week after that, basically. So, yeah. I mean, ultimately I think it does, for, at least in, in our, whether Northern hem- Hemisphere or whatever the the reality of the seasons that we have, it actually kind of fits pretty well in terms of starting in the, in the darkness of early or like late winter and then progressing so that Easter falls right around the actual celebration of spring, which is very fitting for. So, and beyond that, I mean, if you just (laughs) rejoice and celebrate and never have any opportunity to recognize our need and our and the simplicity that we're called to and um, yeah if you if you never sacrifice or focus on the cross then ultimately the resurrection doesn't have the same meaning like if there's no if there's no good friday and actually focusing in on that then then the resurrection easter is not nearly as big of a deal um and so that's part of, I think, the reason that we dive into the depths of this season. And, and it is a simplistic season. It's a penitential season. It's thinking about sin. It's thinking about temptation. It's thinking about all of the things that bombard us. <clears throat> but not to remain there, as we never, we never should remain there. That is always intended to be part of the process that leads us to the joy that we should celebrate. So, Father, is there anything going on at your parish like during Lent, like, groups getting started yeah we like do that. yeah we're so we're focusing in on some some small groups kind of revolving around the eucharistic revival encouraging people to utilize form.org and some of their small groups because they have a lot of great resources on the eucharist on small group discussion questions and stuff like that um so we're, we're doing that we expand adoration for an additional 24 hours so that people who don't have a universal hour throughout the year can have an opportunity to sign up for six weeks and kind of make that smaller commitment, which is awesome. Um, so we get good participation in that. So those are two of the big things that we that we do in the season. Yeah, I think you kind of hit on something, though, uh, when you talked about uh, you have to have one before you can have the other. 
we, we live in a society that can skip through all that stuff, though. Uh, you don't have to actually prepare and cook the meal. You just drive through somewhere and you get the meal that you want, or you go to a restaurant, it's already ready for you something. Uh, same way with uh, movies and stuff. You can just go to the end and watch or read real quick what happens at the end or something. Uh, so I think there is probably something we got to work harder this day and age to enjoy the process. Yeah. Uh, those those sort. Of, I mean, even when you talk about winning and losing in, in basketball, like there's a process to create an opportunity to win that you can't skip through, but a lot of people want to. Uh, yeah. And I just say that's part of our impatience. I don't know what it looks like, but. Well, and I think to some degree, and I, it doesn't necessarily fit with our brain but in some ways, but if you never have experienced what it's like to lose and to struggle in that process, then winning doesn't ha- can't have, cannot have the same value, I think. Uh, the reality that it's part of the reality that if we never have any adversity, if we never struggle with anything, then, then winning ultimately doesn't have the same meaning and the same power and beauty or whatever you want to call it. But um, So yeah, it's part of the process. I like that word process where you kind of skip the process. I think if you talk to any of the great athletes that we've seen today, like, yeah, they love the moment of winning the Super Bowl or the NBA tire, whatever movie, but like the great, great ones fall in love with the the process to get there and the and the struggle. I mean, you think of just all the work they put in and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, even the perseverance to have a good prayer life is, I mean, there's a long process of not understanding, dryness, boringness maybe even until you develop that and and you know you would look at the great saints and you would see that process uh even the eucharist i mean there's a process in mass until you receive the eucharist mm-hmm. maybe not the greatest way to say that but uh but yeah i remember as a kid there was an impatienceness of the eucharistic prayer of like in, in my kid time that was like a f- four-hour prayer or something. I don't know. It just seemed like so forever. So as a kid, did you follow along in the book? Were you like, oh, this is just going to make it longer? I, just, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think as I got older, I did. Did you not later on? I, I, And I even sometimes at Mass will say the number, uh, page number of the prayer that oh, I'm yeah. using. So that My kids do. They, yeah, just because I know, yeah. I know when I was in the I pew, would, that was zone out. That, that yeah. was zone out time. Like I wasn't listening to the words. I wasn't following along with the words when you I were, was in the pew. You were thinking, what color of bands am I going to put on these braces? <laughs> and how sweet does this? How should out? I style the mullet today? <laughs> it's almost long enough for a ponytail. <laughs> oh man, I cannot see your mom letting you have a ponytail. <laughs> Bill, what are you doing for Lent? Uh, you know, I haven't decided. I. I the thing I wanted to do, I did January 1st, and so I've been pop-free for however many days it is. So I don't know whether I'm going to bite the big bullet and go coffee, or the other one that I've talked about is the going to the gym every day or X number of days a week or something like that, that that might be oh, so, a different direction, something i got to do. By Palm uh, Sunday, Bill's going to have a torn Achilles. Probably a torn Achilles. <laughs> uh, the cool thing is my sons are getting old enough to where they're interested in actually working out, and that might actually get me you know, to the gym or whatever, but, uh, it feels like that's the biggest dragon in my life right now is, I mean, I've even packed my bags to get to the gym in the morning and then they just sit there next to the door and I've talked myself out of it. And so that to me seems like maybe something that I need to, I mean, uh, those bags would also be used in case your house gets robbed and you need to exactly, get away from someone, exactly right. but need athletic clothes to run faster. Away I mean, yeah, so that could be for everything. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That's great. Uh, so, so that might be what I do. What are you, what are you guys looking at? 
Uh, I am going to first time ever facilitate a group during Lent. So going to invite uh, the Catholic school parents from the Salina School, so St. Mary the Sacred Heart, and have a Lenten group on Sunday nights in the library at Sacred Heart using online resources like form.org, some things from, you know, um, Ascension Press, uh, the Hallowed app, and show families kind of some of the stuff that I use uh, that's out there, maybe a video that I like on form.org, and try to, if it's longer ones, we won't watch the whole thing, because I only want to keep it to an hour, and then have time for discussion after that. So being a superintendent, I really miss teaching, and I think this kind of gives me an opportunity to want to teach, and uh, hopefully, you know, do some evangelization as well, I know. Always talking to Bishop, always talks about being on a mission. So we'll see what I can do. And if there's two people there, then so be it. There so, you go. Yeah. Did nice. you say what you're going to do? No, no, I didn't. Do you know? Uh, I don't 100%. Um, I think definitely we are starting up. I'm, I'm going to be a part of a, a men's group that we're doing some invites outside of the outside of the norm, you might say. Because um, we do have a men, we have a men's group that's been meeting for two and a half years or something. Uh, and so we're going to, we're trying to branch that out and not just be comfortable in our own comfort zone, but actually invite others. And so we're doing that. Um, and then I think for me, uh, I'm not always a hundred percent successful with the daily holy hour. And that's as about as important of a thing as that could possibly that I could possibly be doing. Uh, and so that's a commitment that I do want to that beats the one I was going to suggest for you. <laughs> what was that going to be? That you have to return your phone calls and your text messages. Yeah, that's impossible. <laughs> you know, I, I would say, like, you're pretty good about returning, like, phone calls and texts. Oh, thank, nice. thank you, Jeff. Nice. I mean, the only thing I have a problem with, he is the last school pastor to get in. Uh, that's past. That's in the past, right? <laughs> that's in the past. So yeah. we're, I'm not, you can't say that I am currently in Correct. You do, you do have it in. When I uh, talked to Father Kevin the other day, I was like, you were not last. He's like, I was. I wasn't. I was like, no. He's like, awesome. <laughs> I should text him. Say, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I just think one thing I did want to say is I think sometimes there can be we can get a hard uh, a hard time, I guess, in the sense as thinking about all of these you know material things that we're gonna do or give up or um, and I think sometimes it's uh, it's called out in like we even read the gospel on Ash Wednesday, which is. Uh, it's always the same gospel, and it's basically um, don't do things externally to you know don't pray like to draw attention to yourself. Don't do things like wash your face and comb your hair so that you're not. It doesn't look like you're fasting and doesn't look. And then you know, meanwhile, we get a giant black mark on our forehead, and so sometimes I you know get that as a as a question. Well, does that really fit? Isn't that a pretty external thing? So all of these actions and activities uh, should be rooted at not just, oh, I've always done this, I've always given up sweets, or I've always given up pop, but actually looking at, okay, what are the, what are the, the roots of temptation? What are the roots of my, my own personal struggle in terms of health and well-being and prayer? And what are the things that, I'm, that I need to be doing? And actually that our Lent is revolving around those things rather than just, hey, it's Lent. It's time to give up candy bars. Um, and so that's why I always kind of, whatever you want to say, rail on that every Lent that we're actually trying to go deeper than just the superficial of whatever. And yeah, maybe candy bars are the, are the center of your, your sinful temptation. 
Um, but if it's not candy bars, maybe looking at, okay, what are some other roots to my behavior and temptation that, that I could get at? So the, the one thing I would say on the contrary of that, just a little. Oh, let's go, Bill. Is uh, <laughs> is a billion dollar question. Is uh, sometimes for people, uh, and just it can't be like your weight loss solution. It can't be something. Sure. But sometimes for people getting one area of their life, they get some diligence in there. It spreads over to other areas where they're having some difficulty with with diligence, or like for me, sloth can't get to the gym. You get one thing fixed, and all of a sudden you're sloth towards prayer, you're sloth towards other things. Uh, it's amazing how you can start taking care of other sides of it. So there, there is an aspect of that that helps, even if it is somewhat of a meaningless thing like candy bars. Like if you can say no to yourself on candy bars. Now maybe you can say no to watching something you shouldn't watch or listening to something you shouldn't listen to. You know, you build a little strength in other areas. Absolutely. I would 100% agree with that. Um, if, and again, I think it's, it's if the candy bars are something that you actually struggle with. And like, is it, if it is something that you can't say no to, then yeah, yeah. That, that is a good Dude, place to look. Candy bars can be a real thing. I went to a meeting at St. Mary's grade school two weeks ago, and they have a fridge in their teacher's lounge with almost like concession stand looking stuff. Stocked? Like just click, for free to take? No, no. It's, things are a dollar or two for a uh, dollar. Okay. But they're in the refrigerator, refrigerated Snickers, which are oh, my thing. Oh, that is. And I see them, so I put a dollar in, grab one. Well, I had a five. Put a five in, take four ones, grab one candy bar. That is, Get yeah. back up 10 minutes later from the meeting. <laughs> I got these four ones here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really a, need I these four ones. I did another Snickers. Within 15 minutes of there, I ate two Snickers. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't not. I was like, man, they're better cold. They yeah. are. I agree 100%. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong, because I'm dis- not. Yeah, yeah, you're wrong. I disagree. Oh, whatever. That's hard on your teeth. I'm not saying I need it frozen. Yeah, people I like, like frozen. frozen. Yeah, I so do I, but I am just want to try to win that argument. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, moving on to topic number three, Saints Among Us. Let's talk Let's about talk the Saints, about Saints, among, Saints us. among Us. So who did you guys see or encounter this week that's living out God's call for each of us to live? And we'll start with Bill. I put uh, the Stramels for this one. Um, there are new uh, Respect Life office directors, and uh, they just got done with the March for Life and uh, just fantastic, uh, great trip. They did a great job with the organization. They've got great ideas on how to help people see uh, the value of life and the dignity of life in all aspects of it. And just uh, just impressive, um, organized, uh, just I everything you'd ask for. Clarell's already given me names for next year's uh, Respect Life retreat that we have for our juniors and seniors. She's like, hey, Jeff, here's a couple we can think about. We can yeah. all look into pricing. We'll look into schedules. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Nice. Yeah, so I, I think uh, they're, they're doing an awesome job, and they're gonna very passionate about it, and I think that they're going to do a great job all over the diocese. Nice. I'm going to piggyback on that, and uh, mine was actually going to be uh, Gina Leaguer, who is one of our uh, young mothers in Beloit, and she's also the pro-life sort of coordinator for our parish, and she just kind of had the idea off the cuff to do a sort of a like a mini little conference on pro-life. Um, so she pretty much organized the entire thing. It was last Sunday. Claire Stramel was there. So she invited the diocesan rep for pro-life. There were political, there were political figures there who gave a little talk. Claire gave a little talk. Um, there were little, little speeches, but then there were tables with fertility information and adoption resources and a little bookstore for like kids and 
those who are mourning miscarriages. I mean, it was it was impressive. And sadly, it <laughs> it started at two o'clock, which had been pre-scheduled long ago. Well, what time did the Chiefs game start? Uh, oh, two two yeah. o'clock. So they ended up having it streaming off to the side for anybody. But I think that maybe hit the numbers a little bit. But it was still it was still really cool uh, and really a beautiful thing. So it's funny how Satan kind of throws Absolutely. those wrenches in there when something good might be happening. Absolutely. So. Yep. My turn? Yeah, yep. Jeff, go for you. it. All right, so mine would be a, a task force that we've got going at, uh, in the Manhattan community with Manhattan Catholic schools that are exploring a possible secondary school, uh, Catholic school in the Manhattan community. And it's a lot of work. There's a lot of, I mean, just a lot that goes with it. And it's, uh, you know, as we explore it, it's a, it's a pricey process if, if we're able to do something like this. But it's something that's on a lot of people's hearts to look at and can the Manhattan area have a Catholic high school again? They used to have Catholic or Lucky High that that had closed, and so just getting survey results back from our families at MCS, and then we'll look at that as a group, and then maybe make a survey for our parishioners to do before we get anything official, official going with feasibility studies and those type of things. But um, I'm just so glad that there's this task force there to push me to do it because it would just me. I'm like, oh man, that's extra work. That's mm-hmm. I've got this or I've got that, but. I can't make excuses if, you know, if this is what we want to do, then then let's go. So great to have that task force behind us. All right, up to topic number four, let's grow. Let's grow. What have you recently read or watched that you'd recommend to others? First, though, after I said let's go, how many of you played the little, uh, isn't it kind of a Mario themed? Yeah, I didn't play that. I just I just did Let's grow. Oh, yeah, that, it's a me. <laughs> All right, so what have you guys watched or read? Um, Father Jerry, I'm going to start with you. All right, uh, so back in January, I had the opportunity to go with some of our parishioners to SEEK, which is the National Focus Conference, Fellowship of Catholic University Students, but they have a parish branch for that now. So we have a parish-focused missionary, and so therefore we had parishioners come with uh, to this conference. Well, one of the cool things they're doing is a free, free what's called Seek Replay. So www.seekreplay.com. Anybody has access to all of the talks from Seek, which is super awesome. Uh, they've got them in video. I don't know if they have them in like a PD or a MP3 or whatever digital format that you could actually easily listen to and on your phone or on the car or whatever. But they do have the videos of each of the talks. And uh, one of my favorites was Monsignor Shea. Uh, Monsignor James Shea. James? Yeah, I think it's James. Anyways. Might be Jimmy. <laughs> Might be. Yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, but anyway, he's, he, I just love just about everything that he says. Uh, and he's the one who wrote um, From Christendom to the Apostolic Era, basically talking about the transformation of the culture in which we live that is anti-Christian in so many ways. Uh, so anyway, that is a talk that's given by him, but I encourage anybody and everybody to check out seekreplay.com because um, you can listen to a, a, like the top Catholic speakers throughout the nation, even maybe throughout the world on there. So check it out. Oh. All right, let's go. Uh, Bill, what have uh, you watched? Uh, I, I've read um, oh, yeah. Should, a number read. of books, so, so I'm going to make a recommendation out there for a bunch of parents uh, on this. There's an author out there, his name is Darren Donnelly. He lives in Kansas City, uh, he's a Catholic, um, he's been inter- uh, interviewed on EWT, and he creates books um, that are kind of, uh, 
it's sports for the soul. And, uh, and, and they're books that I've handed out to kids through the years, like high school kids that we've been struggling with a little bit, helping with their mindset and those things. They're books that I've had my kids read or start reading as they're starting to go through some of this stuff. Um, but they're also books that I read every season because I end up in the same ruts with the same mental stuff. And, uh, and so he does a great job of um, helping people to create mindsets of, of gratitude and attack and, and all the different things you need um, through stories about sports uh, with a faith basis and always the ultimate goal is to get to heaven and those sort of things. And so um, they're easy reads. They're things that even myself as an adult, I got to hear. I was listening to one of them on the way up here today, uh, just helping with my mind a little bit. But then also I've seen some differences in my own kids as they read it. Um, Victory over fear is a big one and kids struggle a lot with their seven big fears that they struggle with, one of which is what other people think, one of which is trying. Um, And so you know, I would check him out. He's he's an incredible author. He lives in and Kansas City. What's his name again? It's Darren Donnelly, okay. um, and and so he has six or seven books. The last one he just put out was uh, on golf and a really good one for like an adult's uh, mentality. But uh, but anyway, check him out. He's he's Catholic. He's uh, a good writer. Uh, I think particularly sometimes it's hard for young men to find um, some self help books. It's not really a self help book, but some mindset books that are are Catholic. And, uh, and so he does a good job with that. So that's what I've been reading lately. And you can find it on Sports for the Soul. Sports for the Soul. Maybe, maybe we can put a link at the bottom um, or something. But uh, he does a newsletter, too, and, and there's a bunch of stuff out there. Just really good, positive uh, stuff. Well, I haven't read as much as Bill has. Or no. as, as always. That's, that's always. But, hey, uh, I've just tried to survive. That's all I'm I will doing. say. So what gave me the idea for doing my Lenten group was I had hopped on form.org, and the first little thing in the carousel, you know, they always have – you know, watch this, was something called The Catholic Parent. And so I watched the two-minute trailer, and I thought, oh, man, this is really cool. And talks about, like, how as parents, you know, whether it's kid crying in Mass, you know, just get to Mass. But then there's different ones on, might be confession, or on um, prayer as a family. And so I've watched a couple of those uh, to just kind of get ready for my Lenten group. But I would say any parents out there, check out Formed. And uh, they're about 17-minute episodes, so not super long ones. Uh, called The Catholic Parent. I think you'd really enjoy it. All right. Uh, our next topic is, uh, and I think we have one, a question from the audience. Hello. Thank you for calling the Three Bald Guys voicemail. Please record your question or message. Jeff, Bill, and Father Jared are excited to answer your questions about the Catholic faith, life, and everything in between. At the tone, please record your message. Hello to the wisdom-filled three bald guys. I was wondering if you guys could give a little bit of your wisdom to me on this Bible verse I've been pondering for a while now. It is 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 23. It's led to a lot of good reflection, and I was wondering if you guys could just give it a read and tell me your opinion on it. Thank you. I am almost 100% certain that that was Sergio Lopez. Uh, I think you are correct. Originally from Beloit. He's a, a student at K-State Salina, I believe, doing the air, air uh, what do you call that? Air, air, yeah, aeronautics or that kind of thing? pilot program. <laughs> yes, I see him at St. Elizabeth's every once in a while. What are you laughing about? Oh, I just read the, the verse. She, is it the she read bears? It, read it's it out loud. No, uh, so, uh, so we went up from thence to Bethel, where he was going up his way and there came forth little children out of the city, and they mocked him and said upon yes. him, Go upon the bald head, oh, go up thou bald head, go up thou bald head. And he turned back. So they made fun of a guy for having a bald head. 
Well, keep on, keep going, uh, keep and going. Cursed them in the name of the, oh, so they turned back and looked over them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. Yeah, no, keep going. Okay, oh, well, now I'm gonna have to, to actually click further. to go read further. Oh, for real? So what happens is this is Elisha, I think. Yep. Um, is he basically <laughs> he calls down and there's there's like three she bears that come bears two she bears that, and, and destroy the children. <laughs> Forty and That's two horrible. children of them. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think There's... it's the "go away, bald head." Yeah, the, yeah, another translation is "go away, baldy." Go away, baldy. <laughs> well, um, I think if you mock people with bald heads, then that you know, is this is this is what happens. You, you can feel the wrath of a she bear. Well played, Sergio. Well, pl- <laughs> well played. <laughs> you know, is... Sergio, like he doesn't have to worry about bald. He's got a nice thick head yeah. of hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so that is cool. Watch uh, out for those sheep. That should be our. That should be our motto. Uh, whatever you want to call it, like our our scripture passage <laughs> that's posted on <laughs> on the top line. of our tag oh. is. Time uh, to put some on there. Anybody who says "Go away, Baldy," go away, Baldy. Hey, don't turn this <laughs> podcast off. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was a good that was one. good. Thank hey, you for your question. Yeah, thanks, Sir Drew. I think maybe at the uh, Manhattan Young Adult thing, there needs to be a like a a sign that says. You know, give a question to three bald guys here, Ooh, right? I will think about it. I think that should. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are all it. playing pitch and stuff, you're gonna need a break, and that'd be cool. Go submit a go submit a question <laughs> to the three bald guys, the three old bald guys. Anyway, so. alrighty, moving on to topic number six, our mystery envelope questions. It's a mystery. So Bill has a nice plethora of questions. The good news is by this point, I absolutely can't remember a single question that was in there. Which superhero would improve the world most if they were real? Which superhero would improve the world most if they were real? I really only know like two, so (laughs) I don't have a plethora to pick from, but... Okay, I'll start. Okay. So, you know, first I'm thinking DC, and I don't even know if this person, no, they're not DC, and then I go to Marvel, so I'm thinking, you know, but then all of a sudden it popped in my head, like, who really helps? Because some of these superheroes just have some, I don't want them killing a bunch of people, I don't want them, do you guys remember Captain Planet? Yeah, vaguely. Captain Planet. Saturday morning. He's our hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. (laughs) Like, I don't... I love theme songs. So Captain Planet was like Earth, wind, water, fire, and then Captain Planet would come and help them if there were, you know, I don't know, some saving the Earth thing. So is Captain Planet a superhero that resonates with our listeners? Probably not, but I think he could help this world. That is intriguing. I don't know enough about Captain Planet, but the fact that you nailed that, (laughs) I don't think we'd go any any further, really. And they had kids Uh, from like all different parts of the world. They're like, oh, here's... Enrique from Peru, and then he would meet up with Carlos from Mexico, and then they'd meet up with Osaka from Japan, and they'd come together and form this world alliance that helped the world not be polluted. Now I'm going to go dig into it probably, and there's probably something probably embedded something. in it that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll wait and see. So hopefully me rambling about Captain Planet. Gave you guys time to think about the superhero. That oh no, I've, you shut me down. I don't think there's anything else that can be said. How can we top Captain Planet? Right, you guys got to have some. Right. I, I would say just Superman. I don't know. Like I want to go Batman for some reason. I like Batman, but there's the vengeance and the whatever Superman 
always does the right thing. I feel like Batman, like in his his wealth, and he could just do whatever. It's kind of a dark character, just not my thing. So, so I'd have to go with Superman. Well, and I've always struggled with people who say somehow that Batman could beat Superman. Like Batman's just a normal dude. Don't yeah. get Father Damien started on uh, that. <laughs> how, I just, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe I don't give a lot of thought to it. So, but I've always thought. Can you name Superman. another superhero? Those are the two. You can't even name other superheroes. I don't know. Let me think. Spider Man. Spider Man. There you go. Yeah, he's just the a Hulk. teenager yeah, that a... got bit by a spider. <laughs> like Hulk is too angry, and we don't need more anger. Guys, I think it's Captain Planet. I think you nailed it. I'm pretty sure that's how, that's how would it. how would you defeat Superman with Captain Planet? Well, What's what your we, justification? I thought we were talking about helping the yeah, planet. Why are, they, the planet. Why are, they are we helping the world fighting? or the planet? Yeah. You know, like Iron Man remember. came to mind, but like Tony Stark is kind of like a Batman. He is just a extremely wealthy, smart person who, I don't know, I don't know. Is narcissistic? Yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we... Uh, good question. Bill, was this I yours or was this on. Susan's? This would be Susan's. All these are still hers, so. Huh. It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things I think I like Superman it. is supposed to somewhat represent Jesus in some levels is my understanding. I've never heard that. Really? Yeah. 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 I, so but, what's Jesus's kryptonite then? That's a great question. <laughs> So, never mind. This, <laughs> I've heard people represent this before, but I've never had to defend it or think about it at all. So, huh. Nor have I. Yeah. Man, I'm going to go. Wasn't there a guy that was Captain USA or something even before? Captain America. Captain America. Captain I mean, USA. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe oh, we need on. to okay. Captain America. We, like, there's a bunch of What's comic book people out there listening right oh, now. Oh, I know. They're just, just going to Maybe it, we need going to invite down. Father Damien on. There are just have and, a, and by a bunch, I mean there's one. Yeah, yeah there's there. one guy that's like, hey, I uh, think they're wrong. <laughs> oh, man. We're, we're going to get tore up on this America. <laughs> like, Thor's an angry guy. Like, yeah. I, yeah, we're in trouble. <laughs> Captain Planet. I will say, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I'm gonna go watch some old Captain Planet yeah. uh, episodes. You let us know if you, yeah, if it, it validates. You, you let us know how it you guys goes. remember. It was like the loggers went to the Amazon and had to cut things down, but not when Captain Planet got there and he came <laughs> and just saved it. Right. I think that's what happened. Eight-year-old me thinks that's what happened. So <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna put Captain Planet on the thumbnail picture of. <laughs> okay, <laughs> of there our you go. Podcast. Earth, water, wind, fire. All right, here we go. Topic number seven: calling all prayer warriors. It's time to rally the prayer warriors. All right, bald guys, what are some things that you see that need our prayers? Bill. Uh, I'm going to go with, there was a, a research thing that came out the other day just in Hayes' area that talked about how many young people had contemplated, was depressed and had contemplated suicidal thoughts or tried suicide. And uh, Bishop said something the other day about how Kansas is now the eighth highest uh, suicide per capita rate or something. And it has a lot to do with farmers and some stuff like that, that, you know, losing farms and those things. But, uh, but anyway, I just think there's a lot of people that are sitting around in places that are in dark places. And, and uh, so I think we should pray for those that we don't know that maybe look strong on the outside, but are struggling on the inside. And, and uh, you know, just that they see the value in their own life and that uh, other people see the value in their life and help them see that for themselves. So. Uh, I'm going to go with our students that we have from Argentina on campus at TMP. They've been there for about a month, and they're leaving in, in mid-February. Uh, but they came to the United States and started on the West Coast. I think we're maybe in San Francisco and then Vegas. And then they spend a month in Hayes, and they're at uh, TMP. 
um, in school every day with the students, going to extracurricular activities and just seeing what it's like to be a student at a Catholic high school in Kansas. They all go to a Catholic school in Argentina and they're seniors. And after this, they'll travel to the East Coast and do Boston, D.C. and Miami before flying home. And it is their summer right now. So I just think it's really cool that they're spending their summer before their senior year right now, kind of exploring what else is out there in the United States. And so it was good to have conversations with them the other day when I saw them. So just please keep them in your prayers for safe travels as they uh, experience a different place. Father Jarrett. Cool. Uh, I was going to go with, so one of the petitions that I, that I try to pray for regularly and add to our petitions at mass and such is those who are suffering from chronic pain uh, and those, those individuals came to mind in particular this week, just in a minimal way of my, of my experience with just my back issues. Uh, it's just like one of those things that it totally just gets in your brain and like, you just can't think about anything else, or at least I can't. Um, and so it just made me think as in particular of those who that's a reality every single day of carrying the cross of pain, uh, that just can't be taken away. Um, and so it's a huge, huge thing. So yeah, I just had a particular feeling of connection to them this week. So, you know, I think about that, you know, at my age, there's things that hurt sometimes, you know, if I drive a car for a long time or you're sitting in an airplane, you know, but not at that, we're lucky enough that we're all still Mm -hmm. somewhat healthy and young enough that we don't have those yet. And, you know, when you see whether they're elderly or not, but people that you know are in chronic pain all the time, I, it's heartbreaking. That's huge. That's a huge cross. Yeah. So, so. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to episode 11 of season three. We're going to be back soon uh, with episode 12. So be sure to uh, look for that one when Matea gets it online. Also, big shout out to Matea just finishing up a musical uh, with her students at Sacred Heart. I should have did that in one of my shout outs. So, but yeah, (laughs) Yeah, great job on putting on that for the Charlie Brown uh, or you're a good man, Charlie Brown. So Father Jarrett, can you please close us with a prayer? Let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, we lift our petitions, the petitions of our hearts, as well as those of our listeners, whatever might be weighing upon them, that you might hear and answer all of our prayers in accordance with your will, that in all things we would trust you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share uh, the three bald guys.